Hello and welcome to the PHPC Pastors Podcast, where we seek to bring biblical and pastoral insight to everyday issues for the people of PHPC. I'm Brian, and that's Brian. I took it from him. Yeah. I got it. I'm excited. It seems like we were just here just a few minutes ago doing the doing last week's podcast. <laughs> One would think that we would maintain the element of of newness and of uniqueness to each episode, but Brian is a, a realist through and through, and so... Uh, I mean, just the week has flown by, and here we are It's amazing. What a day. <laughs> Wherever you are, or whenever you are, is that, if I can say that, thanks for joining us. We're going to talk about you systematic Dr. theology. Doctor Who or something. Doctor Who? You just make a Doctor Who reference? That's awesome. I didn't even know you knew that Doctor Who existed. That's fantastic. It's like the same guy, like who's on first? Who's like, there it is, yes. Abbott and Costello play the... All right, we're talking about the doctrine of mankind. If you haven't been with us for the last month or so, we are uh, doing just a, a speed run through some systematic theology because we have a systematic theologian in our midst. And so uh, we've talked about doctrine of God, doctrine of Christ, doctrine about the Holy Spirit, uh, doctrine of Scripture, and today we're talking about doctrine of mankind, of humanity. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that, as we are all of us humans, unless uh, we have any pet listeners, you know, people don't want their dogs to be alone, so they put on this podcast while they go run errands so their dog has someone to keep them that, company. That's where all the thousands of listeners are. <laughs> exactly. What, what is the fancy name for the doctrine of man? Brian, uh, you asked me last week about the doctrine of of, of the spirit. Uh, anthropology is the only thing coming well, to mind, but is, well, did I get it? Yes. I was like, wait, is that the sociological, or is, is that oh, border? Anthropology. Right, so yes, anthropology. From Anthropos. Yes. There you have it. So, mankind. Yes. There you go. You hear that, seminary professors? I did your prep. <laughs> oh boy, this is a fun one. Um, so. Uh, want to talk about the doctrine of humanity in a, in a couple of different key areas. Uh, as with every one of these, there is far more than we could possibly get into in this, in this short time. So let me plug this real quick then. Listener, if you have questions that we do not bring up, by all means let us know and we will gladly uh, take them up at a later date. Um, so I want to start way back in Genesis 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. What's that mean? What does it mean that we as humans are made in God's image? That means when God looks in a mirror. <laughs> no, that, that's not what it means, dear listener. Um, so we are created in God's image. Uh, there, are, there are a lot of different ideas about what that means. I, I think primarily it it refers to uh, number number one, so we are uh, rational beings. Mm. And so as, as God is rational in his his thoughts, so he has created us as rational beings that we are able to think um, and process information. Uh, it also means, I believe, that we are relational beings, and so as God has forever always existed as Trinity, um, so so too we were created to exist in relationship, uh, not only in relationship with God, but in relationship with one another. And so to be created in His image means that we are not to be hermits, we're not to be mm. isolated, um, which is particularly um, 
important given so this is one of the reasons that we're seeing so many negative side effects to all this quarantine we're doing mm. and we're not I'm not to say that you know I, I understand what the government is after and trying to get us to you know stop the spread but at the same time uh, we were created to be in relationship and so when when you if you will force people not to be in relationship um, ultimately that's going to produce bad fruit and so because it goes against how we were created yeah. And so we're created to be in relationship with one another. And we are also created, so we did um, rational, we did relationship, let's do another R word. We're created to reign, there you if go. you will. Um, and so we were, we're, we're given dominion over this earth. And so as so we as are... As his representative. As his representative. There's another R word. <laughs> let's see how many R words we can come up with for today. Um, this podcast is brought to you by the letter R. That's right. And so, so we are we're created to reign, and that that we have rule on this earth, and and we take <laughs> we um, so we we are his uh, vice regents, if you will, on on the on the earth. There you go. Um, th- that's that's great. And yeah, the the imago day, the image of God, is a is a multifaceted thing. But but that hits on a lot of the key ones. So that hopefully is helpful. Uh, the very next verse in Genesis 1, 27, So God created man in his own image. In the, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So here we have now a distinction, a, a very significant one amongst hum- humanity. Male and female. What's that about? Uh, that means, number one, that there are two genders. Mm. And there are only two genders. Yeah. And uh, so despite what the world would want to say, and that, you know, that, well, that, that gender is a... You know, a continuum, and that you know you might be somewhere between male and female, or what what have you. Um, with respect to those people, that's nonsense. Um, God has created us male and female. Now, I don't. By the way, just dear listener, I don't, I don't disagree that there are people out there who are confused about their gender. So please don't get right. me wrong. So that that honest to goodness exists. We live in a fallen world, and so people um, are genuinely. Uh, some some are not everyone, but some are genuinely confused, and they have genuine uh, what what psychologists are calling now gender dysphoria, and that you that they don't really understand. Um, but what we do need to get rid of is the nonsense that to say well there are really multiple genders, or gender mm-hmm. is this really continuum. Gender is not a continuum. There are male, and there are female, um, and so this is how God has created us. And I mean, it's wonderful. And so it also tells us that uh, you know that we're both created in the image of God. And so it tells us there are wonderful things. Um, it's wonderful to be created male, and it's wonderful to be created female. And so, if God has created you as a male, that's a wonderful thing, and you should rejoice in being created male. Likewise, if God has created you female, you should rejoice. It's a wonderful thing, and you should rejoice in that. Um, it's not something that you look at and go, eh, you know, I'm dissatisfied. You know, I don't like being, you know, and you want to rebel against who God is and how he's created you. Mm-hmm. No, rejoice in how God has created you. He's done that for your good and for his glory. And so male and female are both very, very good things. Yeah. And then we see in Genesis 2 and then even in, in 3, male and female complement one another, work together to fulfill and to live out that image of God that we talked about. And so they are called to different roles. Not One's not better than another. They're both unique roles that God has given both to men and to women to help advance God's kingdom on the earth, to rule and reign over the world, uh, be fruitful and multiply, 
clearly need both male and female to do such things. And so we are to work in harmony with one another, not in any way saying men are the best, women are the best. No, 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 no. We are equal in worth, equal in dignity, been given unique roles by God, again, for his glory and our good. What is that big word called? Complementarianism. Yes, you guys didn't know that Pastor Brian had all of this big vocabulary <laughs> like wrapped up inside. We've been him. sleeping on this guy for all these years. <laughs> yeah, so that would be um, the under the uh, title of complementarianism that we work together in our unique ways. Um, now, dramatically less significant than the idea that there's multiple genders. Uh, this idea, complementarianism, as opposed to egalitarianism, often shows up in, in church-level discussions. So particularly, can women serve as the role as pastor or elder? Um, those of the egalitarian would say, of course, anything a man can do, a woman can do, whereas the complementarian would say, well, no, not to take anything away from women, but in fact to give them the role that God has given them and the role that God has given men for, again, their good. So we're not in any sense putting women down or saying you're second class we're saying no you are created for these unique tasks men are created for these other unique tasks and we flourish best when we pursue what god has called us to do rather than trying to to fit square pegs and round holes and call everything identical anything else to add on that we don't need to get all into the the particular weeds of complementary complementarianism egalitarianism but anything on that front no that's good okay cool um so we're made in the image of god we're made male and female. Let's talk about body-spirit for a bit. So we have bodies, but James 2.26... Do we really have bodies, or are we just really, just do we think we have bodies? Or do we think we have bodies? Well, so James talks about the body apart from the spirit is dead, so we're not just bodies. We're not merely these physical atoms and molecules and fleshy bits and pancreases and whatever. Um, but we're not, not our body. Help us think about it. So we as humans, are we simply souls that get put into a body? Are we embodied souls? Are we uh, rational animals? What, what, how, how do we make sense of all this, Pastor Brian? We are embodied souls. Oh, it was door number two. So it was door number two. All so right. we, we have a body and we have a soul. Uh, so uh, there are some Christians who would say that we have a soul and a spirit and they would want to make a distinction between spirit and soul. Mm -hmm. uh, that's called tripartite. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I am uh, more convinced of the bipartite, so that we have a s spirit slash soul and a body. Yeah. Um, and so that means that our body minus the soul is not fully human mm. and that the soul minus the body is also not fully human Ooh. and so this is why in the Bible it tells us that you know when we die we go immediately to be with the Lord yeah. and so but obviously if you've been to a funeral you know the body doesn't go immediately to be with the Lord because the body's right there in that open casket uh, that you're, you're looking at so the body is still there but when Christ comes again he is the He's going to call those who are dead in Christ and the bodies are going to be reunited with their spirit. So this body, the body that you're in, will be reunited with your soul slash spirit um, in glory. And so um, so our bodies are important. Um, and so how we treat you, know, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, to borrow from a, um, a two weeks ago or just last week, yeah. uh, the Holy Spirit. And so 
And so our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so what we do with our bodies is very, very important. We're not to say, well, you know, this is just part of this material world that's all just going to do it so I can do whatever I want to do with my body. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be to mistreat what God has created in you in a body. And so... That's fantastic. <laughs> I really appreciate that. That's super helpful, and uh, and I think we would all do well to think more on, on the significance of our bodies while also understanding it is not the end-all, be-all. Um, so that's great. Uh, one last area I wanted to, to touch on. Um, so maybe you've heard the phrase, to err is human. So the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Does that mean that essential to being a human is to being sinful? How do we, how do we make sense? I see where you're going with this one. I see where you're going with this one. No, to it is not essential to being a human. Mm. Because if it were essential to human, then Jesus wouldn't have been a human being. Um, and so, because Jesus was sinless. And so if sinning or erring is essential to humanity, then Jesus would not have been a human being and therefore he would not have been our Savior. Um, and so, uh, Sin, sinfulness is part of part and parcel of living in a fallen world and mm -hmm. that we are fallen human beings and so sinfulness is a part of the, our fallenness yeah. but it is not a part of our essential humanity and go. so one day when we uh, when our bodies are reunited with our souls in heaven uh, we will not sin and we will still be human beings yeah I, I think that last point is super important uh, so we'll get to the doctrine of the last things. We talked about uh, heaven. When will we get to the doctrine of the last things? Will it be the last thing we get to? <laughs> it, it's funny enough, it will be in this series. As far as when we in person get to them, well, only the Lord himself knows. Um, <laughs> so we, we, we've talked about heaven a bit in the, the past. but this what's, side, the big, what's the big word for doctrine of last things, Pastor? Oh, good eschatology. Eschatology. There you go. There you go. Uh, Showing off his vocab today. <laughs> this was off the rails. Anywho, so the importance of understanding that we will be human into eternity. Uh, so we need to just get as far yeah. away from our mind this idea that we will just be these disembodied spirits floating on clouds and We're not going to be angels. We're not going to no, get our wings. No so. wings, no harps, no hey, diapers. I love It's a Wonderful Life. It's a wonderful <laughs> thing. But you, you don't, whenever a bell rings, an angel gets his wings, uh, that's not happening to us. Okay. No. Also, if you read your Bibles, angels already have wings. They have six of them, and some of them they fly, and some of them they cover, and they're terrifying. <laughs> well, some of them. Some angels. Some angels. Anyway, po angels. point being, we are made as humans and will continue to exist as humans into eternity as God's image bearers. The only difference is now we are fallen image bearers, stained by sin, but because of the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, that stain has been removed uh, in part now because we are now being conformed into the image of Christ fully then when the sin is totally removed and we exist in a perfected glorified state with God forever to the praise of his name I'm excited so we've touched on a little bit of everything in these uh, in these minutes Pastor Brian anything else on the doctrine of humanity that you think would be beneficial for us to speak to um, there's a lot I've I, I wrote a dissertation on the doctrine of humanity, so yes. I, I could talk a long time about this, this particular topic. So, but no, that's it. 
There you go. So, dear listener, read the dissertation if you want more. It uh, I still have it. I need if, to. If you're if you're struggling with sleeping at night, I'll give you a copy of it and you'll put you to sleep in chapter one. I promise. There you go. Is there an audiobook of it? You should do an audiobook yeah. of it. That would be amazing. Yeah. Well, well uh, listeners, thank you for your time. Appreciate your attention. Hopefully, this has been edifying and fun. It certainly has been for me. We'll look forward to joining you next week. Uh, but for now, this has been the PHBC Pastors Podcast.